You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. We often hear no pain, no gain. But is struggle really necessary in order to learn in life? Hola. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day. How you doing today, Lex? Uh, not good. How are you doing? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess we're just going to glaze over that. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, look, we got these mics out, so we can talk about it. Um, I'm doing pretty peaceful today. Pretty peaceful. Um, it's a nice uh, kind of grayish day. I don't know what's going on out here, but it's whatever. At this point, we just going to hope the sun come out at some point this year. Yeah, man, my best friend is coming out here soon. And she was like, dog, why is it colder in L.A. than New York yeah, right now? She's like, everywhere. I'm kind of pissed, bro. <laughs> yeah. How um is she for a few days? Uh-huh. She'll be here for like four days. Yeah, it's not looking that <laughs> not good. Not looking too good, dog. Sorry. Not looking that good right now. I wonder what it is like. For real, that's going on, though, with, um, like, not in the big scheme of things, but just, like, right now, why it's so much more, like, foggier and kind of gray out here, um, much more than usually. I was about to say, yeah, because I've lived here for almost seven years, and it mm-hmm. ain't never been like this. I'm not necessarily mad about the rain, because I know everything be on fire during the summer, but, like, even the gray day is, like, yeah. yeah. Not this year. Yeah. But I also enjoy some gloomy days. Like, I remember when I first moved to L.A., I was irritated because it was always the same weather, like, every day. I was like, can we get some kind of change up? Something, somewhere, somehow. Um, But now I'm longing for the sunshine. So hopefully we see that soon. Yeah, for real. It's still doable, though. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering... This week's episode topic just came from my ponderings in life um, and just deeper questions that I asked myself. And I think that, as you mentioned in the intro, we do hear things a lot of times like no pain, no gain, or, you know, people have this sentiment like I wouldn't be where I was, you know, or who I am if I didn't go through X and then X is some hella traumatic event or something terrible like that. And so it kind of like made me think about it like in a sense of do we really have to go through bad things all the time or does it really have to be a struggle to gain the life lessons and wisdom? Okay, so let me ask you, um, if if you would you would have never gone through X, you wouldn't be who you are today. Is that true or false? Mm, I mean, for the most part, probably true. Like a, a lot of those experiences shaped who I am. Okay, but um, and then the phrase "no pain, no gain" is that true or false? Uh, I think that's a sometimes. I don't think that's always true, and I wouldn't live my life like that. But um, I do think that, and then, you know, I'm thinking about, like, an easy example is, like, working out, right? Like, it doesn't always feel good to work out, but that's how you get the results that you want, or that's how you get stronger or faster or feel better in your body or whatever. Mm. I think the interesting thing about this type of phrasing and this type of um, perspective in general around things is more about well what are you trying to do by saying that Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times that um you know no pain no gain or or if somebody reacts to something that goes on is you know well let's look at you know what this might do for you or how what's the positive 
um, it's like, what is the reason for saying no pain, no gain? What is the reason for saying like, well, without that struggle, you know, you wouldn't be this is almost more so like how to cope with or justify the struggle or the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking about like, because you can't change it. Like, so because you can't change it, it's like this perspective of, well, this is a necessary part of it. Maybe to help, help deal with it or, um, maybe to accept it. Um, which I think is maybe why we use those types of phrases more so than to think about them as like, this is a truth per se, um, because they can be nuanced. I think there's a lot of gray area. Um, and there's, there's time and place, like you said, where, yeah, for sure. Like that makes sense. Um, and then there's a time and place where it's like, uh, it's a little bit more complex than that. Yeah, I think, and I really like that, that insight. And I think that that's true. Like how, else can we justify you know all these things we've been through and go through unless they had meaning right because then what's the point in us going through things if it didn't mean something or didn't have a better outcome um what if there is no silver lining type of thing then the world might be ending but then to your point I think it becomes kind of a glorification of struggle sometimes and I just don't think that that's always necessary and I think that's what I was trying to really wrap my mind around in the sense that sometimes you know you do have to experience you know bad relationships to really understand the good or to see what needs to be healed or you know whatever happens but then I think there are many times when we can actually choose to learn things through love and peace and joy and happiness as opposed to always like resorting to like something negative or seemingly negative or hard I also think about um the church in a lot of ways as well and Christianity and how oftentimes it feels that there is a lot of emphasis on, well, you may be here now, but, or like, you know, you may be in this situation, but, and it's typically around like, well, what's to come and to look forward to and um, to understand that, you know, you're not going to put you through anything that you can't handle. Or um, I think there's a lot of doctrination in general for us, like you said, that glorifies struggle, pain, etc. But how and where do we make a line between like, yes, like pain and struggle is a part of life um, between that and it almost kind of being used as a tool to hold us back or a tool to um, coddle in some instances, or a tool to sell something. Um, like, like honestly, in, in my Christian example, that's what I mean by that. It's like, well, let's sell like that. This will happen though if you do this, or mm-hmm. um, you know, do X Y Z uh, to get out of whatever your situation, etc. Um, where do we draw the line? Let's like have a discussion around that drawing the line on like where what are the things that need suffering or pain or things to to glean like a lesson or something from and like what things perhaps don't yeah we can we can start with that because i think um on a more physical in a more physical space like i think your exercising was a really good example of that um or when we think about um, necessities for our physical body. So working out, eating a certain way, um, taking time to rest. Like there are things that we, you need to do or, or you might not, you might not like 
you know, eating salad or you might not like, you know, cutting McDonald's out of your diet or something like that. You may not like going to the gym. Um, And yet, if you do want to see particular uh, outcome, then that is something that you are going to have to have a struggle with your mind or like get through the, the pain of it to see the results you want or to be the person that you want to be or whatever. Um, I think that in that space, like no pain, no gain um, makes sense. And you're reminding yourself, like, I have to endure this to be in a, in a different space or a better space. Um, but what are some other examples or places where we maybe kind of glorify and or um, that we do struggle but it's like, mm, it doesn't have to be used as like a, a tool. Um, the, well, first I'll say another one that I think like you actually do need to kind of fail or to build resilience is like to learn something new, like to learn a skill, right? Because you're when you start playing the piano, you're not Beethoven off jump, but you might go through days where it sucks and you're not doing very good or painting, right? Like anything you want to be a master at, you're probably going to start mm-hmm. and not feel very good about it. Um, and it, you might fail and, and all that. And so I think that that helps build resilience and those that's necessary too in order to truly be good at something. Okay, so you're making me think about actual ways that we can describe like the differences with this because things that we are practicing is what this all kind of falls Mm -hmm. into if there is something that if there is a practice that you have um then yes there is a learning curve there is difficulty whether it be physical mental whatever that you will most likely face um getting to the other side of that or or trying to incorporate something new or different into your life so when we're practicing something then yes, we can expect, um, you know, no pain, no gain, I think is something that can help us move through, help us go through that. Um, When we're talking about things that happened to us or with us or like, uh, maybe like you got fired and, uh, you know, people will say like, man, um, actually this happened recently. So a friend of friend of mine, a couple friends um, have either whether they got fired or dropped from a job or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, and I, I remember another friend being like, well, you know, this might be God's way of, of saying X, Y, Z, or it's like, now it's time to go out there and, you know, try to do your own thing or whatever it is. Right. And at the time it's like, eh, that's not really helpful. Like I, I know that my other friend was like, that yeah, wasn't really helpful. And yet, um, I understand it. It might not be helpful to be saying in the moment, but I also understand that too. Um, but when things happen to us, Or when we are dealing with something like maybe behavior from other people or like we're talking about relationships or things like that, um, where does it fall with that? What is the, how much do we need struggle for that, for those learning spaces? Man, and that was my major question when I was thinking about areas where we might be glorifying struggle or think it's necessary and it doesn't have to be. and relationships is a big one because I've been thinking about like, okay, all the bad breakups and all the terrible relationships I've been in, did I have to go through those to learn the lessons? Um, and if so, on to what level? And I think maybe the levels are different per person, right? Like if you are able to change your mind and learn these insights or gain the wisdom or become a better person, you know, without having to have the full extent of a terrible relationship, like that's good. But so, I... do I want to say I do think it might be necessary for some people to go through some of those bad things to kind of help wake them up and and realize that they need to do something different or that there's something different out there 
think it's also a difference in, it's a slight difference maybe, but a difference between the thought of, did I have to go through that in order to learn something and looking at our past and things that have happened in our experiences and just saying like, what did I learn from that? And I don't know how deep of a difference it is, but did you have to go through anything to be whatever? I don't know. But but are you where you are in some places because of a thing that happened? A hundred percent. And yet also, is this better or worse than if that hadn't happened? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost, again, like we said at the beginning, why? what are we trying to prove? Like, really, what are you trying to prove by saying that or or by going through that? Whereas, you know, this thing happened and, and now what? Um, there's a lot of instances, like, not even talking about relationships, but... Um, um, or, or romantic ones at least, but like even with work relationships where um, there's a falling out with uh, a colleague that we would do work with and it's like, okay, well, that happened. and But what from from the collaboration and things that we did, I can recognize how much more the processes, organization, et cetera, of my, my own company grew because I was able to learn from the experiences, um, good and bad, of that, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I did get so much out of that. So I wouldn't say, like, oh, I wish I had never, you know, met this person. Or I wish we had never did work together, per se. Um, and yet, did I have to go through that? When it comes to being a business owner, there are so many growing pains that you have to go through to um, trial and error, figuring things out, um, doing things a certain way before you realize like, oh, I, you know, I, that needs to change. And that's all part of the development of, of getting to where you're getting to. Um, it, but yet maybe, maybe I'm doing all this just to agree with you, but at the end of the day, yes, like all of those Things, things are necessary for you to recognize that something needs to change, if something needs to change. So if something needs to change in your life in a specific area that you're really focused in or that's, you know, necessary for your survival, um, you will see that and you will see problems until you adjust or until you change something. Um, and then you will see other problems, but there's always problems in front of us. There's always something that you can struggle with. And I think it's a matter of viewing these places all right these are places where there are certain things I need to figure out to continue to improve to continue to get better um but I don't I I don't equate that with like a lot of times people like oh man you need to struggle like I don't think I need to be hungry for a month to figure to to like learn something right but like maybe I let it get to that maybe I let something get so bad that you know now I am struggling but uh we often are just either not listening to ourselves or Mm -hmm. not paying attention um to where we have to or or maybe we people are so uh spread thin that it's like you just can't you can't focus on everything right and and it is tough to get to a certain space um, until maybe it's like the lucky break of like a colleague or somebody being like, Hey, how about you take this, this client or here's some money for this, or, you know, something might just happen. A lot of times it's not even of your own fruition per se, um, that helps cushion you or helps you move forward. And yet you still know, like you need to, there's certain things you need to change. So there's just so many like aspects to it, um, that I think go to show that 
when you recognize a place that you're struggling, it's just about like, okay, how are we moving forward? But you might not have necessarily needed that to move, but it will help you to get better. I think that that's a great insight. And it's so true. Like when we think about anything that we're going through in life and what I got from everything that you're saying, a couple of things came to mind, but the first one is like, so there's this term called contrast. And if it's contrast, like black and white, light and dark, like things, I think that contrast in life is necessary in the sense of like, friction like if things aren't working a certain way some types of failure you know learning the right way to do something like that quote about you know it's not that you failed a thousand times you just learned a thousand ways that didn't work out or whatever and so looking at our lives like that but I think in that same sense that suffering is optional I don't think you have to suffer to learn anything I I don't I think that like maybe struggling with something or going through tough times like could be necessary depending on how easy you learn lessons and how agile and quick you are to change things up and be open-minded to different types of solutions and acting a certain way. But I think that, you know, this struggle and this concept of like no pain, no gain, blah, 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 or, um, you know, I had to go through all this is like, maybe our choice in suffering like there's a, a quote about like it's our choice to suffer like bad things are inevitable but it's our choice to suffer as humans and maybe that's more so the point is like how we're looking at our contrast in life like things that are oppositional to us so an argument in a relationship getting fired by a client or losing your job or you know failing in xyz it, it kind of is how much we internalize it and how much we choose to stay on that same path um, and keep getting beaten up by it to where you become downtrodden and you start suffering. So that's kind of where my brain went is like, yeah, contrast is necessary. And that helps you appreciate both sides of a thing um, and to see it and better understand it and become open minded. But then suffering is optional. I love what you just said there. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because, again, it's like the perspective around it is really, I think, what we are analyzing. Um, because to your point, like, sure, we're going to struggle in life. I think the, I'm cautious of when people are kind of like, no pain, no gain, or like, glorif seem to glorify struggle as, well, this must mean something good is going to happen, or this must mean I'm on the right path. I think the danger of that is that you can identify being in an area of struggle as something you need to always be doing. Um, and similarly to even like with uh, relationships, for example, when people talk about like, oh, well, when you uh, do have a good partner or a secure partner, or if you are in a good situation, if you're in a high area in life or whatever, um, you know, why do the person start self-sabotaging or why do um, you maybe fall back to like find a problem, look for problems, because I think to live in a space that glorifies struggle turns you into somebody who's always looking for problem and always thinking about what's not right and always thinking about um, where you need to work on this. It's a it's kind of being in a place where like now you struggle, struggle, I guess, again, you struggle to to recognize like the beauties, the good things, the whatever. Um, because in your mind, struggle and going through it kind of equates with like, that's the status quo or that's where you should be. And I think that's the biggest danger with all of this and why I have issue with like the overuse of like these terms or this idea that, oh, if you're struggling, that's a good thing. Like that's not quite it. So I think that's the biggest um, 
kind of thing that I think would be shift perspective wise. And I also like the, the way that you use the word friction because that friction is necessary. Friction um, is necessary for innovation. We wouldn't have stoplights if there wasn't friction about mm-hmm. people getting through, you know, the crossroads. We wouldn't have all the things we have. Um, we wouldn't be, and maybe that's even better with the example that I, I was having earlier, like, because of friction, now I've recognized the need for certain processes in the way you do an agenda and this recap and do whatever, whatever, things that we may not have been doing in work before that mm-hmm. now make things smoother and processes make it better. And and so friction and identifying spaces of friction are opportunities to see, like, how can we make something better, smoother, um, and optimize and maximize. And looking at it in that way doesn't necessarily say, like, this is a place I should stay. When we when we recognize like there's a friction, then we're we're solving it. When you're thinking about glorifying struggle, it's like, oh, if I'm struggling, things are right. Or if I'm struggling, I'm on the right path. And I think that's a dangerous like correlation to make. For sure. And that's not like not judgmental because I think, you know, growing up in, you know, around trauma in difficult situations, even being indoctrinated through religion, <laughs> like many of us are or were, um, you know, does glorify struggle and, you know, long the long suffering, you know, people like that's just a, a, tra- a quote that you want or the people who can hold on the longest through the most mm-hmm. like, you know, everlasting, like the resilience being the thing that people admire about them. Like, I think we're trained mm-hmm. to be like that, but that's another tactic to kind of like keep you down and sad mm-hmm. and struggling. And then you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, which um, we've talked about the upper limit problem before. And that's like, as much as you think you can have in your life, like life can only be this good. I can only be this happy. I can only make this much money. And if you keep self-sabotaging in relationships or jobs or things like that, um, look up the upper limit problem or listen to our episode on it. I don't remember which number it was, but, um, you know, so it comes from an honest place. And so I would challenge you this week to kind of think about where you're having friction in your life and how you can see these as opportunities of growth. So not like a toxic positivity, like, yay, I'm experiencing all this friction. This is great. But in the sense of like, you know, this is where I can grow or like where in your mind you are stuck on suffering and challenging Mm -hmm. yourself to stop doing that. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, thing to assess and think about in your life. What, if you're noticing struggle, friction, et cetera, being able to put it in the bucket of, is this something where I can put this on this side and let me think of how to, how to do something different and better, or is it something that I'm putting up with um, or afraid to move on from or um, kind of letting it affect you in that way? Um, one of the examples you just used makes me think about how, you know, sometimes folks from an older generation will say, so like, oh, people not staying together like they used to or you know, whatever. And it's like, well, like people stayed together and were miserable, you know, that doesn't, they didn't make anything any different. Right. Um, and I think we use like, well, you know, everything's not always going to be roses, which it's not. And so there's still necessary that necessity to look at where you're struggling and thinking like, okay, where like, at what level is this to where do I need to make a change? Or is this something that I can dive into? But either way, you got to do one or the other. Um, and so it's very important to know yourself and honor yourself and what you uh, desire, what you need for your life, what you care about, so that you can make sure that you're not just putting up with or dealing with something because you think that's what you are supposed to be doing or you think that's how life is um I have some friends like that too where it's like from the outside we're kind of sometimes like uh I don't think you you know you're dealing with some issues that I don't think you should have to be dealing with um but in their mind they're like no this is ne- this is a necessary thing and so there's nothing you can change or, but be supportive and you know be there for your friends in those cases 
Um, but for the times where somebody's like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't really it. And it's like, okay, well, what do we need to do? Because it's okay for life to be easy. I think that's another thing that people use these phrases of no pain, no gain, or, um, you know, struggle, you need to struggle to, to live is because it's almost like there's a guilt for having life be easy or for things to flow and, and to be, um, going well. And I think we also need to be sure that we are, um, not prioritizing, but that perhaps we are glorifying more so that things are easy. Um, it shouldn't be that, oh, just because uh, your friend can, you know, has a nanny and a this and a that and help. Like, that's a great thing. That's not nothing to look at them and be like, man, y'all don't, you know, y'all not even trying. Y'all not struggling. Why, why do they have to struggle? And practice unlearning anytime you judgmental about any of those things or they can't even clean their right. own house. Why, like, you why am I judging them for getting things done efficiently? Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about this is it's a choice. Um, I think anytime you're suffering, like not to discount a situation, but like anytime it could be changed and it's not, or you notice that it's a constant in your life, you might be choosing that. Like you might have an upper limit problem and think that you can't do things easily. Mm -hmm. And then that's somewhere to delve into why, you know, why can't my life be easy? You know, why can't I learn things through love and peace? Like, why can't I have peaceful relationships and that be enough? Like, um, I, you always see people like starting drama in relationships cause they have no drama. That's trauma. And that's, mm -hmm. that's something that should be addressed. And so, um, you know, really just challenge you to either journal or just think through or spend some time on those areas in your life where you might be choosing struggle. Cause I'm sure we all do it in some way or another, but we don't have mm -hmm. to life can be easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of introspection to really understand and recognize where uh, you have limits and where you are judging or where you are um, kind of choosing or, or, or accepting that something should be a certain way. Um, and so that's also very helpful to have accountability partners too, because I know it's easier to see that for other people. I notice all the time now when somebody says a limiting kind of statement, a phrase, and I'm like, Ooh, that's, but why not have this or that? I remember somebody said that to me a few years ago, I, I said something um, about having this or that. And they were like, well, why can't you have all of it? Yes. And, so, and I remember since then I was like, Oh yeah, you can have all of it. Like you don't have to limit yourself. Um, and things don't have to be that hard. And I think that we just feel that sometimes if we are working so hard, if we are working through something or if we are struggling, um, that now also, we didn't even really touch on this, but that also, oh, now I deserve it. And you don't have mm -hmm. to do anything to deserve a good life. You don't have to do anything to deserve um, peace and happiness. Um, you existing is enough for that. And so those are, again, going back to like understanding why am I thinking this? Why am I saying that? You, it may come down to also feelings of not being good enough. Um, and you don't have to struggle to, to deserve a good life. You don't have to struggle to deserve uh, what you need. Man, I'm so glad you said that. And that's one of my favorite affirmations. And I say it a lot in my classes when I'm teaching meditation or yoga. Like you are enough exactly as you are in this moment without condition. Like you are worthy and have everything that you need. And sometimes like that, like you know, kind of roast people the wrong way because it, it bumps up against those beliefs that we don't. And I'm glad that you said like deserve because I think we're taught you have to work hard in order to be worthy of X, Y, and Z or that. And that can really limit your whole life and your, and your thoughts about yourself. Like you actually don't, you're worthy of all these things just cause you you're alive. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. 
And it's very deep rooted too, because in saying that you can be like, yep, I believe that. But then really, you know, sometimes that, that is difficult. Like you are just used to, I have to do something to get something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be, yeah, something you have to just challenge yourself and catch your own thinking. So, um, I think that was a good conversation. Right? Like, I'm like, oh, we killed that <laughs> we kinda, one. We kind of broke that one down <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we kind of broke that one down. Um, mm. But, yeah, there, there's so many reasons to to this. And I I would just um, leave on my, my final words on the episode with just thinking about um, what your thoughts are on struggle and what your thoughts are on, um, you know, going through it and and where can you assess to see what's necessary and what's not? Yeah. So all, everything she said, and then also going back to that word deserve, like, what do you think you deserve in relationships and in work and in life? And what do you think you have to do in order to get those things? So I'd be interested to hear some of y'all's feedback um, about this. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I feel like I learned so much and have mm-hmm. such a great conversation. So hit us at Carly's couch on all the platforms and let us know um, your thoughts on the episode or the answer to any of those questions. Like where, what are you struggling with? What are, where do you think you deserve? Like, you know, where have you noticed an upper limit um, problem in your life? And then this week's question of the week, um, if a genie, you know, said, you know, I grant you the ability to cook one meal perfectly every time, what would you do? I'd be like, this wheat wish. I don't, I don't <gasps> even want that. <laughs> um, All right, well, what would your wish be? If the genie, also bump the question, if the genie was like, I got, you got one wish today. Question. You got one wish today. What is your um, wish? If I had a wish, dang, and you know what's so crazy is because I was thinking about something yesterday. I was like, ooh, if I had one wish, I would say this. And now I cannot remember. <laughs> I literally was thinking this yesterday. I'm going to say some BS now. If so I'm going to go back to your original wish. question because I really had another one and now I can't think of it. We'll come back to this um, one. Then. But if I'll, I'll go to the food. If, if I could cook, yeah, if I could cook any meal perfect every time, um, I guess I would choose something that I like. I would actually say maybe like um, fried, I would say maybe like a fried, fried or broiled or baked chicken just because um, that's something where it's like, man, if you can have it like that perfect crispness and juiciness mm. every time, um, then we'd be good. Nice succulent um, chicken. Yeah, you know, sometimes it could be like, eh, it could be there and not be there. But like, if that could just always be like perfect every time, I think that would be good. Yeah, and I, that's a much more consistent thing. Um, the first thing in my head was gumbo. Like, if I could just make a fire ass gumbo, like I wouldn't want it all the time, but when I want it, and if it just hits, that'd be a good thing to have Sunday dinners with with the friends. I don't get it. it well, I, maybe it depends. I don't know, but maybe you, your thing is just not gumbo. But my other thing was like, if I had a perfect pound cake, I could just. Mm-hmm. murder baking is every fucking too. time like if i could just like my you know i'm gonna pick the pound cake because mm-hmm. i just like to love on people with food and that would be my thing so the most perfect i still haven't found my perfect pound cake recipe so if you have one hit your girl up because i've been working on it yeah baking sometimes is a thing too where it's like you can kind of do it right but like it might you know any little factor can kind of change it up so yeah that's stuck one. in the pan like not the right color mm-hmm. all the things so yeah if you do have one hit me um and then also let us know if you have the ability to cook anything perfect what would, you pick? what would it be? What would you pick? I would be like, if my Uber Eats could be perfect. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't in the kitchen. Although I have been the last few days and will be again today, unfortunately. I definitely um, seared a filet mignon, made a baked potato, and a salad yesterday. And so, I had no invite. Y'all you didn't. disrespectful. And it's a whole another filet sitting in my fridge that I had made for nobody. So, oh well. One of these days, I'm going to get to go to Lexi's kitchen. Mm. Bye, yeah. Bye.